increase sales, improve margins, and grow your business. Guaranteed. Top secrets of marketing and sales. Professional Profile Series. Now, now, now. David Blaze. Hello and welcome to this very first episode of our Professional Profile Series, where we interview growth-minded business professionals to discuss what they're doing better and differently to grow their sales and profits. I'm David Blaze, president of Blaze Drake and & Company and TopSecrets.com. I've been doing this podcast for many years, originally by myself, eventually with several co-hosts. And today, I am joined by my co-host, business development goddess, Bianca Istvan, who is actually the driving force behind this new series. She's the executive producer of this show, and she has handpicked all of today's guests. Welcome, Bianca. Thank you so much, David. I'm really happy that we are able to create a space for business professionals where they can add value, they can get some great insights from the other guests, and obviously promote their business at the same time. So I would like to present the first guest that's on my screen, in this case, Taylor. Welcome. Please tell us about yourself and your business, of course. Okay. Hi, guys. Thank you, Bianca and David, for having me. I'm happy to be here. So my name is Taylor King. I was born and raised here in North Carolina, and I am an insurance agent here in North Carolina. I have about a decade of experience, so I currently work as a broker. I'm appointed by over 15 companies here in the state of North Carolina to sell insurance. I'm not confined to one specific insurance. So I do a little bit of everything, auto home insurance, life insurance, and then also pet insurance and all of the toys. So auto home, in addition to boats, golf carts, RVs, you name it, I can do it. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. And uh, I'm just happy to be here. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Taylor. Welcome. Frank, you're the next one on my screen. So please tell us a bit about yourself and your business, of course. Sure. Uh, my name is Frank Deming, a.k.a. The Local Business Guy. I'll tell you about that at some other time. But I own and operate a company by the name of Lo uh, Local Business Marketing Solutions. We're a lead generation digital marketing agency that helps attorneys get the word out about their about their businesses, but mostly local attorneys. Like We don't do any inter international law. We do anyone who does like family law, personal injury law, estate planning law, we do a little immigration, criminal law, etc. We've been around for 16 years and it's 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 just it's been, it's been a joy. It doesn't seem like work to me because marketing is is what I live for. So thank you so much. Always great to, to see you here, Frank. Thank you so much. Brad, please welcome and please tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, how you guys doing? Uh, my name is Brad DeMint. I am from Florida, born and raised in St. Petersburg, Florida. I am a real estate title, account executive, senior account executive, or a Greenleaf title. Um, really good at marketing and sales. And I am a podcast host of How to Win with Brad DeMint. So I've had a podcast for almost five years now. And I'm a speaker. I'm always getting out there, just building relationships, networking. I plan a lot of networking events. And uh, title is my main thing. I love real estate. I love building relationships and just helping people grow. You know, I've been doing the podcast. Uh, I started when I was 19 years old, actually. So now I'm about to be 24. So I'm one of the youngest guys in my industry. And I'm always about being different, getting attention, and just building relationships and helping people win. I'm all about winning. That's all my brand is about. And uh, just collaborating with other people and, and growing their social media and, and getting business and making money from it. So excited to be on here and excited to uh, grow with you guys and, and win together. 
That's absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm pleased that you are all here. I'm very, you know, grateful you accepted my invitation. And David, I want to pass it to you. Okay, great. Yeah, it's so nice to see your smiling faces here. I couldn't ask for a better group of people to join us on our very first episode in the Professional Profile Series. So thanks again so much for being here. So a lot of what we talk about is growth in the business. And obviously, we've got some people here who know a bit about that, which is what I'd love to have you share. So if you wouldn't mind, just take a moment to tell us what are some of the favorite things that you've done to be able to grow your own business? What are a few of the things, and it could be something you've done recently, recent wins, recent things that you're doing, or things that you've done in the past. What are the things that helped to get you to where you are now? Let's start with Taylor. Okay. So I would say definitely one of the biggest things is networking. We know how important that is to driving in referrals and just keeping and cultivating those relationships and connections. And I always like to say there's there's room for everybody at the table to eat, right? I know it's a competitive market, whether you're an insurance like me, or you know maybe you're a hairstylist or a realtor, whatever the, the case may be. I know it's saturated, but there's always room for more. And one thing that I also like to do is collaborate with others in my industry. We're always helping each other out. And I don't think we need to look at each other as competition. You know, We can all help each other. And I think learning that we're better together is definitely a big thing. So that's something that's really helped me is just stepping out, getting out of my comfort zone and just continuously networking and meeting new people. And I imagine in your industry, there are a lot of ancillary industries that are happy to feed leads to you. Absolutely. Yeah, we pass leads around. I mean, I'm a broker, so I work with a bunch of different companies, whereas I have agents that, that are at captive companies. There are certain things they can't write. They send it to me and vice versa. So I like to keep those connections and you know we should never you know look at each other as the competition so right. so when you talk about networking you're talking about in-person networking online networking a combination a combination of everything digital networking utilizing linkedin facebook instagram TikTok. i, I can't tell you how many times i've met people off of a, a simple reel or a story you know on instagram so that's huge and you know i try to do it in person when i can just attending networking groups and taking advantage of just doing the research and staying on top of it in my area so you're doing everything all at once is what i got from that Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now for people who are watching this, because sometimes when people are watching something like this or listening to it and they're hearing other experts who are doing a lot of things at once, it becomes a little intimidating. How do you make it happen without overloading yourself? It's all about overloading, especially <laughs> <Okay>. when you're... <laughs> okay. um, I, I mean, that's kind of how I see it. I mean, okay. some days there are 12 hour days, you, you, you're just nonstop. And then sometimes you skip lunch, you got... you got to do what you got to do to make it happen. Okay. Yeah. So perfect. Thank you so much, Taylor. Frank, <laughs> Thank you. you're up next. For me, just a lot like Taylor, I do a lot of networking, uh, mostly places like Latip and Chamber of Commerce, things like that. But the secret sauce to, that really drove a huge boom for me in the last, I would say, two and a half, three years has been LinkedIn mastering that, not myself. I can't take the credit for it. I, I, I took a leap of faith and I hired someone who was is, is my business development person. And she has totally knocked it out of the park in terms of my, my growth within LinkedIn. As a matter of fact, that's how I met Bianca. But 
And, but, you know, LinkedIn has been my secret sauce, just mastering that art, understanding well, her, her cultivating the relationships for me within LinkedIn and then me taking it off of LinkedIn and meeting the, the, the potential clients and turning them into clients. That has been a huge boost for me. And just staying visible, staying in, in front of being, being a helpful source to people as well whether it be online or offline, that was important. Um, there, there, there's been, there have been many, hey, Frank, you know, let me pick your brain for a half hour and they take mm-hmm. me to lunch kind of thing. And that, that's been helpful. And then using those types of conversations usually led into a referral. Hey, you know, you got to talk to so-and-so because this was awesome. Thank you for, for everything. And then all of a sudden you get another. So it's, it's funny, like when it rains, it really pours. It just comes in and then you can't really handle it. And then you just got to scale. So it's kind of fun. And so as you've made this transition from offline to online, particularly with LinkedIn, just talk briefly about that. Just give me a few seconds on how that went for you. It wasn't really a transition. It was it was more of an addition Mm -hmm. um, because I never stopped doing offline. But it was basically just having that conversation using my and I, again, I give credit to, to my business development person. She knew my voice. Mm-hmm. So she knew how to speak in my tone. Yeah. So when, when, we, when we got it offline and they spoke to me, it was like we never skipped the beat. That's awesome. So as long as you can maintain your tone, your voice, it, it, won't, it won't have a, there won't be a disconnect, if you will. Now, you've got an additional challenge because when you're working with lawyers, there are certain things they can say and certain things they can't say, right? Yeah. Like the word guarantee, <laughs> Not a, lawyer, a lawyer would never say. <laughs> okay. But they use the word depends a lot. So uh, give me some context on that. They'll say, oh, well, do you think I can win this case? It depends. It <laughs> okay. also sounds like a good New Jersey answer, if I'm not mistaken. Huh? It depends. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Frank. Brad, you are muted. You'll need to unmute yourself. And what do you think? Yeah. You know, I love what Frank and Taylor were saying. You know, networking is key when it comes to business, when it comes to growing your brand. And uh, that's something that I've been doing the really the last five years since I've been in the title business. I've been, you know, always trying to network because that's what all my customers want to do too. And I realized that and I'm like, well, how can I provide value to them? So one of the things that I started doing too is I would, I would show up to all the networking events and I still do, but I started just planning my own events. Actually, right before I got on this call, I was planning a goal setting seminar for realtors at the end of the month because I know I I went and I spoke at different real estate offices. I've been doing that. But one of the biggest things that I've really done with a lot of the networking events is, yeah, I've started putting my own events on and inviting people. But some of the people that I want to do business with that might not be as comfortable going to the networking events, I'll bring them with me. I'll invite them, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'll. And and one of the things that I always do at a networking event, and it's funny, I just posted an Instagram, Instagram reel about this, but you know, a lot of people go to a networking event and they get stuck talking to the same person the whole entire time, right? Mm-hmm. They might see somebody they know and they talk to that person and they really didn't meet as many people. So, you know, it, it happens, right? I see Frank raising his hand, <laughs> you know? So one of the things that I like to do is I ask that person, if I meet, I walk up to somebody new, or even if I know that person, I say, who do you want to meet at this event? And I want to introduce you. And if they tell you, like, let's say they say they want to meet an insurance agent. Well, you know, let's say Frank tells me, well, I really want to meet an insurance agent. I need, I, you know, I need, I need insurance for my, my, my new dog that I got. Right. And then I'm going to say, all right, Frank, 
I know Taylor. She's awesome. Let me, you know, let me go grab Taylor real quick. Then I'll bring Taylor, bring her to Frank, and then connect you guys. And if you become a connector at these networking events, you offer value. And that's something that I always try to do. So then you go to Taylor. Hey, Taylor, who do you want to meet? You know, and you walk up, hey, I'm Brad DeMint. Nice to meet you. You know, what would be a good connection for you? And when you become that connector, it's, it's a huge thing. So, you know, I always try to do that. And what that does, you'll meet more people and you offer value from the beginning. But then you don't get stuck talking to the same person the whole entire time. So that's something that I've been doing. And it's funny, I literally just posted an Instagram reel about that not that long ago. So, you know, it was one of those things to where I'm like, you know, you got to network, but effective networking is how you're really going to win. Yeah. And so I love the whole networking thing because that's literally one of the biggest things. And I do it on in person and social media, just like you guys were saying. You know, I have the following on social media, but showing up in person, I've always found helps so much more if you can. You know, not everybody that you're working with is going to be right there in person. So that's why social media is so powerful. And social media is also really good for follow up, too. You still want to pick up the phone and call these people. But, you know, when I post something on social media, all my followers are going to see it. And, and it's different too. Like, you know, it's, it's whoever's really interested and then people are going to message you and they feel more comfortable with you. So, you know, you, if you meet somebody in person, always ask for their social media, tell them, follow you on Instagram, Facebook, you know, get their email because that way they're going to, you're going to keep staying top of mind. They're going to want to work with you. So, you know, those are just a few things that have really been working for me and, and got me to where I'm at today because, you know, at Title, I'm not sure if a lot of you are familiar with my industry. You know, it's all about meeting realtors and mortgage people, you know, networking with other affiliates. Like, you know, insurance is great in our industry to connect with people, you know, but it's one of those things. It's a very boring industry. You know, it's not something a lot of people, you know, it's it's not something that gets a lot of attention. So I had to realize how can I be different? And one of the ways to really be different is how can I provide value? And those are some of the things that I do. That's beautiful. I love what you described in terms of networking. And it sounds like the three of you have that in common, which is, so many times we hear the term networking and Frank, you had mentioned chambers of commerce. And I know there are salespeople in particular who are like, I have gone to my chamber of commerce a hundred times. I've never gotten any business from it. And whenever they say that, I'm like, well, you know, are you doing anything other than standing around and sipping a drink and eating shrimp? You know, because if that's what you do, if you go to the same networking event every single month and you see the same people and you know that they're not there to buy, they're there to sell, then you've totally lost sight of the fact that networking is something different than that. And I, I love what each of you contributed to this conversation on that, you know, Brad, in terms of, of what you're doing to connect people. And, you know, the fact that this is taking place, Taylor, you're doing this online and offline, you're doing it in lots of different places. I believe it gives new vigor to the term networking. Bianca, what'd you get so far from what we're talking about here? So thank you so much, David. What I got so far is that Taylor likes to get out of her comfort zone. She loves networking, cultivating relationships and collaborate with others. Also, she uses social media and networking groups, which is, I believe, is great. Uh, Frank, he loves to do a lot of networking and his secret sauce has been LinkedIn. He loves to, he loves to cultivate relationships and also has a superstar of business development. <laughs> and Brad, he loves to do an effective networking for the last five years and plan his own events. He likes to be a connector and obviously uses the social media to follow up with his leads. Okay. So that's absolutely fantastic. Awesome. David? That's that sounded like the beginning of the dating game to me. Did, <laughs> if you've ever watched that old show, it's like, tell me about this. For that, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Bianca. I appreciate it. So the topic today, now that now that we've gotten introductions out of the way and they just sort of warm things up a bit, 
Our topic today is about first contact. And a lot of times when we talk about first contact, the first reaction we get from people is first contact, what's that? What are we talking about here? But in terms of first contact, what we're referring to is pretty much exactly that. What is your first contact like with a prospect or client or customer, potential customer? And for different people and for different methods, obviously it's different. If you're meeting someone at a networking event, then your first contact is face-to-face. -face. You're seeing them for the first time. You're interacting like that. If it's online, it can be lots of different ways. It can be that they saw a post uh, of yours and then they in interacted with you. It could be that you replied to their post and now you're interacting with them. Lots of different methods of first contact. So I'd like to get a feel for it and we'll, we'll mix up the order. We, we'll, we, we can mix it up a bit. I don't want you to have to go first every time, Taylor, because you know that's not quite fair. Gives other pe time that's people okay. to other people time to think is what I'm trying to say. So let's start with you, Brad, this time. We'll, we'll go in reverse order. So t talk to me about your primary first contact with a prospect or client these days. Yeah. So I, I do a few different things. Now, one of the things I like to do is the warm cold call. So what I'll do is I'll go on social media, you know, I'll look them up or something like that. And I'll, and I'll, I'll start commenting on their post. you know, try to send them a friend request on Facebook or a follow on Instagram so that they already are familiar with me. So when I call them, I'm not just some random person. They're going to say, I don't know who this is, who's calling me. I want them to already have looked at my Instagram. I want them to already look at my Facebook and maybe even look me up and just see a little bit about who I am. Now they might not always do that, but that's what I call the warm cold call because you know, I don't have any problem cold calling people at all. I, I actually like to cold call. A lot of people hate to do it, you know, but in the real estate world and really any sales job, cold calling you have to do, right? Because it is a numbers game. But I have found that it is more effective when I do those warm cold calls where they at least know who I am before. Or another thing that I've actually seen some people do, if you have an iPhone, and it might do this on Android too, but I know for sure if you have an iPhone, if you send a text to somebody and say, hey, this is Brad DeMint, Greenleaf title, or just say, hey, this is Brad DeMint, It'll pop up and say that name, maybe calling. Like if Taylor did that to me, if Taylor were to go right now and say, you know, hey, this is Taylor King, then I would look at my phone and it would say, maybe Taylor King is calling you. So that's something that I've also learned because a lot of people might not pick up a random phone call, but if they notice that name, they'll be like, wait, you know, maybe I do know a Taylor King, you know, maybe I knew, do know a Frank Deming, right? So, you know, you got to think about that. But the warm cold call has been a huge thing for me. But I also tell people that, you know, sometimes you just got to get out there. You got to get on the phones. And then in person, it's always the introduction. Look them in the eyes. Make sure you're, you know, dressed clean. Make sure your breath smells good, right? Nobody wants somebody that their breath doesn't smell good. They're not, you know, <laughs> you know, they're not clean, right? You know, that's a huge thing. And it's funny. That sounds so basic, but there's a lot of people. I mean, how many people have you met? And they, they shake your hand. And you're just like, I don't even want to talk to this person, you know, right? So, you know, just make sure you present yourself well because that first impression that first three seconds that they see you is how they're going to remember you so you know you can say all the best things in the world but make sure you have that good first impression especially when you're in person but also when you're on social media too awesome thank you so much brad frank for me it's you know mostly the the last three four months has been primarily through linkedin after those first few messages of of connection as long as you send your potential client some sort of value, whether it be an article or lately what's been working for me has been, hey, I'd love to put you on my podcast because I also have a podcast. I forgot to mention that in my intro. And 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 I interview attorneys on this on this podcast so they can get on their soapbox. So it's more of a it's more of a getting to know you and so they can get to know me. 
And then afterwards, if there's a fit for doing some marketing for them, yeah, we'll 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 do that. Or or we can introduce them to people that may need their services, whatever. So we always look for value first. I always try to provide them with the value. So the stuff that I send them, if it's not an invitation to be on my podcast, it would be more of a of something that I've learned about their industry. Let's say, let's say they're a family law attorney. Hey, we saw that in this state. And this is this is old news. But then this say same sex marriage is now allowed, blah, blah, blah. You know, in, you know, how is that affecting your business? You know, things like that. Uh, and, and we that seems to spur up a great conversation uh, even before I ask to say, hey, I would love to do an analysis of your of your marketing. Let me show you how we can improve it. That's been my strategy. And that's the same strategy, really, even if I meet them online. If I, I try to give them more information first, then I know if I can help them because we do a, an audit of their business. We do it all of their marketing and all that kind of stuff. So I, I already know what I can help, but I don't lead with that, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So when you're initiating contact on LinkedIn, the first thing they get then is what? Is it a DM? Is it, are you commenting on their posts? What, what's the, f- it's a, it's first a, con- thing? the first thing we get, they get is, you know, after the connection request, we comment on posts, we maybe join in on the, the conversation, if you will. Yeah. If someone is, 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 is commenting, we'll, right. we'll apply to those comments as well. So right. we're providing value to them. We try to, if we notice that they're in a, in a group that we want to be in, mm-hmm. hey, can you recommend me to be in this group as well within LinkedIn? Right. So the first contact, essentially, just the very first step in the process is the connection request. For Brad, you had indicated the first step for you is very likely a comment on something that they had already posted, and and then it, it leads from there. Perfect. Thank you very much. Taylor, you're up. So I take a lot of different approaches when trying to, you know, source out my prospects. Luckily, I have a lot of brads in my life. So connectors, you know, I work with quite a few lenders, realtors, car salesmen that we both have that mutual respect for each other. So how can we pass referrals on and off back and forth? And it really helps having those connectors that will do warm introductions to their prospects and vice versa. So it might look like my one of my realtors, you know, shooting a text and having us in a group message, you know, hey, Taylor's a great insurance agent, you can trust her, you know, please entertain a quote from her. And then that's a great introductory way for me to to go in and, you know, kind of give my elevator pitch and and get them on a phone call. And then, you know, with the social media approach, I, I do utilize Facebook and Instagram mostly. So people see my reels, post stories. I am a business page. So I come up on the recommended pages for a lot of other, you know, business owners. So that's how we kind of connect. And I don't go in with an approach that I'm trying to sell something or so make a connection and, you know, ask prospects, you know, how can I help you? So that's kind of my approach and my first contact. It's interesting because with the different methods that you're using, obviously your first contact in an in-person setting is different than your first contact online. Your first contact in one particular social media platform might be different than it is on another. And the reason that I really love this topic is that when you think in terms of what that first contact is and sort of where it's going and what the next step is and the next step is and the next step is, you've already planned three or four steps ahead of anything your competition has ever thought about. You know, there are a lot of people who seem to confuse first contact with business growth, 
there are a lot of times, I mean, I've spoken to audience and I'm like, where does most of your business come from? Or how do you get most of your business? And a lot of times they'll say one thing, they'll say referrals or they'll say LinkedIn or whatever. And they'll give the first contact method as the way that they get business. But there's a whole process behind that, right? The first contact is the first step. When you know what the first step is, then the second step becomes a lot more obvious because your second step after meeting someone in person is very different than your second step if you're meeting someone online. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Bianca, what have you got so far from this? Thanks, David. So I know that Brad likes to do the warm, cold call, which is, you know, obviously first interacting on social media, keep it, you know, clean in person, if it's in a person. And Taylor, she loves to, sorry, Frank, Frank was next. Frank likes to comment on LinkedIn posts. He likes to provide value or things that are useful for his leads, potential leads, and uses his podcast as well. Taylor, she has a lot of connections in her life, which is a lucky girl. And she used this social media and Facebook and Instagram to make connections. David, please tell me any other thoughts on, on the first contact. Yeah, I think, I, and I, like I said, I started getting ahead of myself here, but it's one of the areas that I think is one of those small hinges that can swing big doors. Very often, there are salespeople or business owners who get themselves into a situation where they've only ever done one method of first contact, say cold calls, for example. And I'll ask people, what's your first contact method? And they say, well, cold calls, like, like that's, that's it. Like, that's the only thing that you can do. And one of the things that people tend not to realize sometimes, not this group, obviously, because you're doing a lot of things very well and very differently, and you're taking a varied approach. You're not just stuck behind one thing. But when people are stuck with one method of first contact, they're always be go going to be going down the same path. I'm making a phone call, and I can't get someone to call me back. And I'm making more phone calls, and I can't get people to call me back. So they run into the same problems. When you mix up the first contact methods, you run into an entirely different set of problems <laughs> and an entirely different set of solutions. So I'd like to ask you, because I, I really love the input I'm getting from this group, what would you say are the, the biggest challenges you have right now with your primary first contact method? So for example, if you're leading off with a, a comment on social media, what does that lead to in terms of challenges? And then how do you overcome that? Let's start with Frank this time, since uh, we started with everybody else first before. <laughs> No problem. Yeah. So with me, with my LinkedIn method is some it, because you know, so just some data here that I've. This is as of 2021 or 22. So it may be it may be a little off. The average person spends about eight hours a week on on Facebook. Conversely, the average person spends about one hour a week on LinkedIn. So that being said, sometimes when you have a, uh, that first contact connection request, it, it's left without being seen for some time, especially people like attorneys. So that's one of the challenges I have is, you know, having that wait, having, you know, waiting for that. In terms of networking, sometimes people, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, they're interested. They want to talk to you. They want to grab a cup of coffee or whatever. But it's not, it, it just never happens. They, they keep getting, you know, when, when you deal with busy professionals, the main, my main challenge has always been getting them to take that next step after the first contact, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, waiting, I think, is the big thing. And that's very often a consequence of every form of first contact. Right, you meet someone at a networking event. You're waiting for them to reply back, or if you're calling them on the phone, you're waiting for them to return your voicemails. 
So no, that's a great point. Thank you, Frank. Taylor, let's go to you. So I take definitely a lot of different approaches with the industry I'm in. So with social media, I don't leave room for open ends and in-person networking. If I'm handing somebody my business card, I'm leaving it in their hands to reach out to me. I don't like that. I try to get their number, their email, a way that I can contact them to get something on the calendar. Same thing with social media, you know, just trying to get their contact information, a good time that they, you know, might be reachable during the week. Can we set up a time for coffee? Just getting something on the calendar, it doesn't matter. And even with cold calling, I've learned, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to make a sale within that first call. I'm just trying to book an appointment. And that could be, you know, just through educating them on something they need to know more about, really anything to get the conversation started. And if they like me and trust me, I know that they're probably going to use me. So yeah. that that's kind of how I, I approach that one. Yeah, you raised such a great point about giving someone a business card versus getting a business card. I remember having a conversation with one of my clients talking about going to all these networking events and not having much to show for it. And one of the things I asked her was, well, when you're going in there, what's your goal? And she said, it's networking, you know, interacting with people and talking with people. And I said, well, what if you just switch the goal from that to lead generation? My goal is to walk out of there with as many business cards as I can, as many phone numbers and names as I can. And when you run into the same people that you've talked to at this networking event 10 times, and you already know them, and they already know you, and you both know you're not buying anything from anyone, then you can at least go to them and say, hey, is there someone else in your organization that you could introduce me to, right? Or you could at least know not to spend half your networking time talking to that person that you already know is not a great lead. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Taylor. Brad, over to you. Yeah. And I love what, what you guys are saying. I mean, I can tell me and Taylor have so much in common. I think our industries are very, very similar. I mean, I've worked with insurance people all the time. So you know, I'm looking forward to connecting with you. And, you know, I think that, you know, one of the things when it comes to like some of the challenges that you run into is that everybody's already working with somebody else that does what we do, right? There's already, you know, they already have an insurance person. They already have a title person, right? So how do we, you know, really provide more value than their person? So, you know, I do run into that challenge, obviously, because, you know, I can't close everybody, but not everybody's closable, right? I'm a great salesperson, but not everybody's closable. So, you know, and it's all about building that relationship. So, you know, let's say somebody doesn't call me back right away. I mean, I'm actually, I was doing this right before, you know, I was, I went to four different open houses yesterday. They're all over 7 million, right? And those are all very luxury properties that a lot of my competition they're not even going there. I only ran into one of my competitors yesterday at these at these properties because a lot of my competitors sometimes they they think that that's too big, right? They think that they can't get those deals, right? So you know when I'm in those when I was in those those houses yesterday, I was taking videos and I was posting videos on my social media. I was tagging those agents, sharing them on my network because I know that that's something that the other my competitors aren't doing. So and now some of those realtors. They haven't called me back, right? One of the realtor, one of the realtors that wasn't there, it was her listing, and I've done this a few times, and and this works in the title industry, but it doesn't always work. But it, you can kind of think about how to make it work in your industry. But like you know, this is an example. So like you know, let's say I have a realtor that doesn't call me back, but I know that they're doing an open house at their property. I'll go to their property, I'll make a video, promote them on my social media. They'll get new followers, and they'll they'll be like, man this guy is actually helping me grow my business. Maybe I should call him back. Now they don't always call you back. You know, they might, it just, it happens. Right. And I think that's a huge thing to think about there is, you know, to not take it personal. It says that in the four agreements, you know, you don't want to take things personal all the time. And just because somebody doesn't call you back, look, that's their fault. Right. And you have to know inside that you 
are valuable and that you're worth something. And if people aren't, you know, I, I kind of have this mentality this year that I'm not going to beg people for business, right? I think a lot of people get caught in that they're, they're going to beg people for business. They'll do whatever it takes to get the deal. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't want to try really hard to get their business, but it does mean that, you know, you want to know that you're worth something. And then if people are working with you, that, you know, they should want to work with you, but you have to learn how to provide value. But I really do have that mindset of this year is I'm not going to beg to work with somebody. I'm, I wanted to build real relationships and that's how I'm going to build real loyal people to work with me. And I have, I'm starting to build that. I mean, I, I have really loyal people that are working with me. And, you know, sometimes I just, I don't like working with the people that don't want to genuinely want to work with me. So I think, you know, focusing on that real relationship. And if you keep following up, and if they basically never answer you after a couple now, it's, and, and I know I'm talking a little long there because I just want to like touch on that real quick. Because if you do follow up with these people, you never know, right? There's people I followed up with for five years, and they finally are sending me business after just following up for five years, right? So I wouldn't necessarily say completely never talk to these people again, but you don't want to waste your time on people that aren't going to ever work with you, and you want to just really kind of build that relationship. When you build really good relationships. That'll solve all those problems, but don't waste your time too much and focus on building real relationships. Yeah, I, I think that's such a great point, Brad, because there are a lot of people who feel like I have to close everyone I interact with. And if you've got that kind of time and you've got that kind of patience, <laughs> knock yourself out. But for most of us, there is a disqualifying process that needs to happen. And I've always sort of likened it to a game of musical chairs where the music stops, there's one chair missing, somebody's got to go. If I'm interacting with a lot of prospects, I want to keep the ones that are interacting and I want to get rid of the ones that are probably not a good fit. So a lot of really good qualification, in my mind, is about disqualification. Okay, Bianca, I'd like you to share your insights up till now. Thanks, David. So, you know, I believe the biggest takeaway is that, you know, it really takes time. We need a lot of patience, you know, to get the first response, to get the first meeting and, you know, to get someone to call you back. So especially with all the automation that's happening in today's world, like I understand that's a huge problem for, for social media or in this case, you know, Brad, if somebody doesn't call you back. So, Thank you all, you know, for sharing your insights. I believe that you, you all done a great job. David, back to you. All right. Well, for the people who are watching, the thing I would ask you is how can you apply what we talked about today immediately, right? It's one thing to listen to a podcast. It's one thing to listen to good ideas, but it's likely you'll be on to the next thing and then all this is lost. I would encourage you to ask yourself these questions. How can you apply this immediately? What sort of change is that likely to make? If you were to do just one of the things that we talked about here, what sort of change is that likely to make in your business? And what's the impact? Like, what's the impact if you were to add one more first contact method to the method that you're using now? If you were to change your method of first contact, if it's not working, change out any of them that aren't working for something that is working. And consider the fact that what you're doing now may not be the best thing going forward, Hopefully, those are some of the takeaways you could have gotten from this program. If any of you watching would like to discuss how we can put this to work for you in your business, be sure to go to topsecrets.com slash call, schedule a call with our team. We'd be happy to have that conversation. Thank you so much to this panel. You have been wonderful. Our inaugural panel, well done. First time out, you just knocked it out of the park. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us.
Thank you so much. Increase sales, improve margins, and grow your business. Guaranteed. Top Secrets. TopSecrets.com